There are no such things as limits or obstacles, only opportunities. Step into the greatest version of yourself because what you do matters. Shift your narrative. You're listening to Opportunity Makers, where entrepreneurs come to take their purpose-driven business to the next level. Here's your host, Jim Padilla. Hey, welcome back. So good to see you here on another awesome episode of the Opportunity Makers. And, you know, sometimes you just get down and dirty in conversation. <laughs> and when you're an opportunity maker, you just, you roll with the punches, you roll and you see what comes and you, and, you know, you just use attract mud, you attract the dirt, the debris, the stuff that just gets you all jammed up. And, you know, the, my guest today that, uh, that I'm talking to, you're going to really love somebody that I've gotten to know as a friend and a colleague in the mastermind environment that I'm part of. And he's a guy who's just, he doesn't look it. And Brian, I love you, man. He means in the best possible way. He just, the very average Joe. When you meet him, he's just a normal guy, like, you know, like all of us, right? And, but then when you start talking to him and he does it in a very simple way. So he doesn't talk like a PhD. He just talks like a guy, a guy who's running a business, living a life, chasing purposes and dreams and doing things. And he's built and created so many awesome things in business. And in financial literacy space, financial literacy space. Um, and he's really sold out for helping people, people like you. And, you know, we're going to talk and dig in. Now, I'm going to give you a little bit of a, of a warning on this. And, and I'm not a big fan of trigger warnings. I think it's ridiculous. I think it's sad that it's even in our lexicon today as a culture. However, um, he's going to he mention a few things politically made it so take all of that it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on it's not about that just any of the conversations that start talking about politics or anything just take the message right don't lean into oh he's belief this none of that i don't care it's irrelevant just really dig into what is what is it that we're talking about as an example Okay, what is the lesson for you to learn from all of this? How do you how do you take these, internalize them, and make some of these thought processes and these beliefs and these strategies your very own, so that you can optimize them and put them to use? Because again, that's what opportunity making is about. And I'll be honest with you, I never thought when we first started putting this opportunity makers uh, podcast together, uh, the, the the series, the whole the, all of the podcast, not this episode. Never imagined that I would be using the word opportunity so much, but I do feel like it is something necessary. It comes out naturally, and I want it to be in your DNA. I want you to hear it so much that that's all you see. I want you to embody it. I want you to embrace it. I want you to digest it. I want it to be coming out of your pores because it's so full inside of you that all you do is everywhere you look, you see nothing but opportunity here, opportunity there. A prosperity here, abundance there, wealth creation here, um, income here, opportunities, problems to solve, people to lead, things to do, and you know, and, and world domination to happen, right? Because it's all possible. And again, I say this stuff a lot, but never has it been easier in your life. I was listening to the episode today dropped our first uh, episode number five just dropped. And it was uh, my interview with Mark Victor Hansen. And I was listening to it, man, I was just so fired up and inspired because we're dealing with people who are breaking down barriers and changing the game and operating fearlessly. Or and if fear comes, it's moving in spite of it anyway, and taking action on the things that are there. Because 
Sales loves speed. Success loves speed. And success use clues. So trust the things you know. Trust the expertise that's inside of you. Trust all of the things that you've done, recreated. Make sure that you're looking at your testimonials. You're looking at your accomplishments. Look at what your kids are doing. Say, yes, I was a great parent. I raised them well. I, I put them in the right environments. Uh, I serve these people well. I change these people's lives. You have to start seeing yourself as the person who creates for other people so that you don't turn into the person who just consumes from other people all the time. Become that creator. That's what opportunity makers are. That's what you are. And I look forward to uh, getting some responses from you after you listen to Brian Fouts, who's coming to you. And I'm just gonna leave that as the intro, skip the bio and all of that. You'll, you just jump in, dig in to see what kind of man that Brian Fouts is and what kind of opportunities he creates and see what kind of clues you can grab and what kind of lessons that you can absorb. Right. Uh, make sure you rate, review, subscribe. Let us know that you're here. Check out the show notes, get connected, and, and make sure you know what we have in store for you as well. Uh, and feel free to go back and, and listen to the uh, ep episode number five with Mark Victor Hansen. Because like I said, I just listened to it again. I got fired up and inspired and excited. And I think you will too. So look forward to hearing from you about what things you're connecting with and what things you're learning. We'll talk soon. The the formal intro already happened. They just saw that. I did that at the end or here. So yeah. now we're just, you know, they're all just in on our conversation here. Sounds and, good. You know, uh, it's been, you know, over the time that we've gotten to know each other in last, uh, you know, year plus, um, you know, you're definitely, you know, you, you are absolutely fit the realm of opportunity maker. You know, we're talking to a lot of people who have exited companies, scaling, purchasing companies, acquiring, just literally every time you turn around, there's new problems to solve and new opportunities to be made. And, and when you're an opportunity maker, you know, you're solving problems for yourself. And every time you solve a problem for yourself, it creates more opportunities for other people as well. Yes. And, legacies. You know, that's why we're living legacies, because guess what? When you improve yourself, you met you improve the people around you. Like it's you either can be the the the, the lead or the leader. It's kind of the way I look at it. Huh. When you want, if you want to have a legacy, you got to be the leader. And that's really how you make an impact. And you, you lead today, not when you're it's not, not when you die, it's today. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's funny because people do they think about legacy about beyond your lifetime. Like once once I'm dead, I leave a legacy, but you you have a legacy while you're alive too. Well, that's what that's where that's where it actually is to me. Your legacy is right. today. It's now. Yes, okay. There's going to be something that you make an impact when you you pass away, but that doesn't happen when you die. It happens now, and then it lasts beyond you. But you don't just twiddle your thumbs and then die, and there's a legacy. No, because there wouldn't be anything there. Be, they're going to forget about you, right? So yeah, you know, it, it's funny. Uh, Cindy's mother, my mother-in-law, she's uh, almost ninety now, and um, healthy. She's going to probably outlive us all, uh, you know, I don't know, but, um, you know, she just, she's got great friends, great relationships, great everything. Uh, her father, my father-in-law left her in good shape, um, when he passed, but she, she went through this thing about a decade ago where she was calling Cindy and uh, her siblings. And she's like, you guys go through the house and just take what you want. I don't want you to have this stuff when I'm dead. I want you to have it when I'm alive. I want to see you. I want to give it to you. They're like, mom, we don't want your stuff. <laughs> but, you know, same concept, right? She was trying yeah. to be a living legacy, you know? Yep, um, yep. So, it's, yeah, you want, to see, you want to see and experience the impact that you're going to make today. I mean, damn, that's that's the coolest thing. Because I don't, you don't want to guess about legacy. And that's the thing that's scary is when you guess about it. Like, what if you set your kids up today? Or you, 
you can see it. It's like that to me, that kind of a big thing too. So, yeah. Well, what what's the journey that you're on right now? What are the opportunities that that are in front of you? I know every time we talk, you you just you know you got more things happening and. You, you know, more team, new team, new funnels, new opportunities, new offers. There's always something happening for you. Um, so for one of the journeys I'm on right now is mindset. So I'm, I've, I'm, I've been a bit big in the mindset the last, you know, few years, especially, but I'm working with Brian Del Masso. That to me is probably my, my purpose and passion is around that. And it's not really mindset itself. It's the what happens when you when you actually understand how we function and work as a, as a human being. It's amazing that the power that is that we have. Um, to, to manifest whatever we want in our lives. And so when I'm around successful people, there's a vastly different set of like internal programming from them versus 95% of everybody else. And that is the one thing that keeps 95% the 95%. And so for me, like I've gone through, like my biggest change right now recently is going through a lot of things that would traumatize most people, but I'm just like, okay, I see that it's happening. Okay. Let's keep going. What's next? What's the lesson learned? Let's keep going. So that's kind of my big thing when uh, this last year I had a lot of trauma. So, but I've, my mindset has been so worked on that I've overcome things that I, I, I'm still kind of amazed sometimes like, wow, that's freaking awesome. I'm proud of myself. And so that's a big part of it right there. Um, and then obviously launching Living Legacy is a big one, right? For me, it was launching that out there and getting that out to, to people. And then, of course, Big Golf is another big one that we're working on right now that we took over and got this business. And like how that came to be is just, uh, I mean, it's just crazy. It, but it's its its not. And the thing to me that I look at and how my journey is, is like it's um, there's three steps that I go through. It's like it's one, you got to invest in yourself. Two, you, you got to start to you got to you got to actually get control of your income streams. And then you've got to stop working so hard for your money, get something working for you. You've got to actually find the thing that you can work for without having to work. So kind of the, in our webinar, we talk about those three things. Like right now in this current economy, what would I tell people to do? You've got to invest in yourself. Like you have got to. And I'm not talking months and years. We're talking, you got to just start investing in yourself and your knowledge and what you're doing because that's what successful people do, by the way. Constantly investing in relationships, in who they are, in their knowledge, in their in who they're around, like that kind of stuff. And then the next thing we talk about is, okay, you've, you've got to understand how money functions and works and how you bring it to you. Like multiple streams of income. Like you've got to start understanding trading time for money versus doing something and creating an asset that, that it's going to pay you. Like that's kind of the second phase that I see a lot of people miss. Then the third phase we talk about is you've got to stop working so hard for your money and get it working for you. You've got to put that money out and get it working for you. Because most people spend their entire life working for money. Then all of a sudden they're like, oh shit. Because guess what? You don't have any control of your money. You give it to Wall Street. You give control away and all of a sudden are shocked when all of a sudden you don't have what you thought you'd have. Well, successful people don't rely upon Wall Street or the government to provide for them. And I always talk about like the 401k. I said, what's 401k stand for? Like, what do you mean? It's section 401k of the IRS code. Do you think the IRS has your best interest at heart? Right. Their job is to get as much money from you as possible and give it to the government who is 30 plus trillion dollars in debt. If that's your plan, you've got a plan to probably fail. And so that I kind of talk, like all these things I can talk about, but that's just kind of where my sort of journey has gone is that kind of realization and stuff and all that. It's a, it's a, such a big deal. That conversation is so powerful and needs to be had because so many people, I, I, there's a lot of people right now that are shaken up like, okay, that's, you know, I think people are waking their eyes up to the fact that the government may not be the best play but it's still such a hard move for so many people. They're like, well, but 
but the government's there and my 401k and my pension plan and my it's like you don't realize that oh blackrock's out here taking your your invest your pension plan and investing it in esg stuff or doing things that are using serving their political means that have nothing to do with your financial means oh your absolutely yeah and actually there's a poll that just came out um actually did it was in my newsletter i sent out to my list today it's about the biggest thing people think is broken that has to be fixed number one government it's one of the first times it's been that big. It was government, and then it was um, economy, and then it was something else, and market. Well, here's the funny thing. The biggest fear is government. Who do you think causes inflation? The government. How? They print money. That is called inflating the, the, the money supply. That's what inflation is. Inflation is not rising prices. It's inflation of the money supply, which then reduces the value of the dollar, which is inflation. The government causes inflation. They started in 1913. Like they're the cause of it. And yet people think they're going to come in and solve it. Yet they're massively in debt. It's a broken system. Blah, 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 blah. I could, I could talk about that all day long. <laughs> and um, it's interesting. I, mean, I, I got into a conversation with Ken, um, what's his name? Uh, Wessinger at the event. Oh, yeah. He and I freaking, I, I, he goes, because he had some concepts, he goes, I don't understand this or this or this and stuff, even though I'm in that space. I go, oh, here's my thought. He goes, that was the best theory I've ever heard on this whole thing. And it was about government stuff. And I, I called it, I called it the subconscious hive mind. Yeah. So when you get groups of people together, large ones, they will self-program their subconscious, all very similar. And so the government is broken because when you go into it, Either you're rejected because you don't have that same subconscious programming or you're accepted and you're in that system all of a sudden. And guess that's why politics are all the same. I don't give you crap who you are. You're all the same. So yeah. there's a whole thing he had about it. And I gave him an answer. And he's like, whoa. He goes, yeah, that's, a, that's a interesting. See, I, and I love that. And we can definitely talk more uh, more about that. Um, but I, I think it's an interesting correlation here because um, the subconscious hive mind I, I applies to everything. Oh, absolutely. So it's everywhere. People who, like you said, the people who are the one percenters, the people who are the top 5%, who are the people that are not doing what 95% of the world is doing, they're doing the opposite, right? We think different, we see different, we move different. And that becomes a high mind as well, because now we start focusing on other people who see opportunities, who create uh, opportunities, who take advantage, take risks, uh, and move opposite to the way that the mainstream is moving. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, uh, and you you've been uh, you've been a big example of that too, especially yeah. in these last few years. Yes. Um, it's like, um, and one of the other things too that uh, I, I think that came up that might be interesting. If um, uh, oh gosh, what was it? Oh, it was uh, someone made a comment uh, on something. The rich get richer. It's not fair. And I was like. You're right on both points. They do get richer and you're absolutely right. It's not fair because guess what? Life is not fair. It's not supposed to be. If you think it is, get out. And I was I'm very adamant. I was like, get out. You're right. It's not fair. It's not supposed to be. There's people that work harder than other people. That's just the way it is. It's not going to be fair. Right. If you want it to be fair, work harder. Do what they do. That's it. You know, it's kind of, it was, it was a, I guess an aside that I take pretty, pretty a hard right on. <laughs> You know, but so for the people who are listening, I mean, there's there's going to be people who are who there's probably right now people are going, yeah, I totally get it, and then there's other people who are going, 
kind of, well, screw you. You know, I'm not down with that. And I'm good either way, right? Because bottom line is the truth is in what you just said. So, but what do you want to say to these people who are like, you know, they're feeling like it's, they know, they understand that they have to create their opportunities, but a big part of them is waiting for opportunities to be created for them. Absolutely. Yep. And so that was kind of interesting. Uh, when I heard that, I was like, yeah, don't say it's fair. <laughs> the media is one of the biggest ones. Um, then I always say, I, I, there's a buddy of mine, you might, you Mark Evans. Yeah. So like, uh, when I was, and I, cause I've known him for many years now and I look at people like him who they're, they're, they're different. They're programmed differently from a, from a young age, but that's awesome. But it's like his kids have a, are going to be successful. And so like, and, and people say, well, Donald Trump had a, uh, a rich father. He has food in his mouth. Kind of true. Kind of. But he had something else that everybody else doesn't have. Like his his kids, not not Mark himself, but his kids, or uh, Donald Trump, they had successful parents, who had successful friends, who had successful businesses. He was in that world. That's all he knows is success. Okay, if all you know is poverty, <laughs> you know it's just kind of a weird thing. It's like, um, and then um, you know Andy Tanner. Yeah. So I was talking. I did a podcast with him, and we talked about this on the, on the podcast. And that's exactly what he's talking about. He goes, my kids at 15 years old are making more money than the average person. They were around Robert Kiyosaki and his advisors their entire life when they're growing up. So they have a different programming. Right. Is that fair or not? I don't really give a shit. It, doesn't, it is what it is. <laughs> I mean, like it's, it's not supposed to be fair or not. That, that's, that's, they, they were lucky. Sure. Whatever. So that's also something that you can change though. Right. Well, we're, we're doing the same thing with our grandkids. I mean, our kids were, you know, they had businesses, they had, they, they made money at school. They made money in the neighborhood. They made money. They knew that they had to be, they, they knew that it was about being self-sufficient was going to be how you survive. So even though they're on they're none of them are quote unquote entrepreneurs. Now they're all absolute thriving entrepreneurs because they know how to create an environment inside the companies they work that makes them valuable and irreplaceable. Yeah, that's cool. That's a that's a great one. I think now for I don't know if the next generation cares as much about that, but that is, I mean, to me, is powerful. So, what are what are you seeing as you know for for people right now? What what, what encouragement or guidance would you give somebody who's who's really on the fence of trying to figure out what do I do? Either I have way too many opportunities to take it that I can take advantage of, and I have no clue how to make the decision, or all I look around and see is problems and concerns. So. Here's what I would say right now is that a lot of people are making decisions in their life with money, careers, business, whatever it is, without having a true understanding of why, why they're making those decisions. Because what they're letting happen is fear or outside influences guide them. And that is, that is poison, in my opinion. It's, it's poison. If, and the, the thing that I believe is lacking in a lot of our lives is that we don't have a purpose. We just don't have a purpose that we're moving towards. When you have that, Making decisions becomes super easy, becomes super simple. Business decisions, money, family, it all of a sudden is clear what you should be doing. And you can go look at entrepreneurs' journeys. I can talk about this as I talk. It's like, go look at their journeys. Look at the trauma they've gone through, the pain, going to jail, bankruptcy, all these things. Then all of a sudden they, they break out and all of a sudden they're massively successful. Oftentimes because through the pain, they find their purpose in life. And everybody thinks that, oh, I just want to get rich. I want to go sit on a beach. By the way, I've known a lot of people who come into money and do that. They are miserable. They're like six months later, they are like depressed, dis 
are just like miserable in their life, sometimes even divorced. Kids aren't, uh, kids are angry at them now all of a sudden. They don't have any friends anymore because they're not living with any purpose. Money is not purpose, by the way. And so in these times right now, what I've seen happen, if you go look at a lot of the big businesses that are Fortune 500 companies, a lot of them started in these times, economic turmoil, turbulent times, because somebody had a purpose and a vision, and they didn't give a, a rip about what's going on in the economy. They didn't care, but they had a purpose they pursued, and that purpose attracted people because it provided value or solved a big problem in the world, but they pursued a purpose. It didn't matter what's going on in the economy. Like, you look at all the big companies. I think it's Amazon. All these companies started in the depression. Right. You know? And so that to me is one of the biggest things that you can do right now. And it's, it's, it's actually not a hard thing to do. I'm not going to say that it's, you know, it's easy, but if you, if, if someone's like, if you have a lot of opportunities and you're overwhelmed by them, what's your purpose? Like, what are you, what are you trying to do? If you're struggling about the, the, the bad times and worried about the fear stuff. Okay. If that's what you're focused on, first off, that is what you're going to attract. And so I don't read the news. I don't start, I don't look at politics. I don't, I don't let that stuff impact me because that is designed. It is literally designed to program you into fear, to suck you into negativity and keep you where you're at in that place of fear. That's how they make money. It's how the government maintains control. It's how, you know, the social media, it's how they actually keep you sucked in. They control your, your time and your focus. That is one of those dangerous things right now that you can let happen to you. And so to me, like one of the biggest things people can do is to get back control of your focus and your time and then truly find a purpose a thing that you can pursue right now regardless of what's going on that thing that's going to motivate you every single day to get out of it so that's kind of that's that's where i would go with it now of course there's a lot i mean that's kind of more of a kind of yeah fluffy answer well i think a part of that too is um you know cindy and i we focus on we, we name everything that we do because i don't want to do things that i don't want to do I'll do them if I have to, but you know, we're at a place yeah. that's like, you know, try to get team, we'll get somebody else to do it. But if it's something that has to be done, then let's frame it in a way that actually it becomes something that we want. It becomes aspirational just by moving in that direction. As an example, you know, Cindy and I meet every morning for a brief 15 minute check-in and we have recently renamed it our prosperity and profit meeting. Yeah. So, you know, it's not going over the books. It's prosperity and profit. We're looking at where's our wealth, where's our wealth coming from? Where, who's got our money? Where's our wealth? What's our, where, you know, it's like, it's, it's, we look at it, we come into these meetings with excitement, with the goal and the objective of being excited after 15 minutes of looking at our numbers, regardless of where they're at, because we're coming to it with a, a perspective of this is creating something for us. Yeah. It's, and then one of the big things too, that I focus on and I have, it's, it's all sitting around me right now is, is where am I going? What's that look like? What's that vision that I'm trying and I'm attracted to? I want my, my mind to be focused on that. If it's focused on pain, lack of money, uh, the challenges, the the social media, the government, if, if that's what I'm focused on 80% of the day, then that is what's going to appear in my life. Right. Because that's well, what I'm going to talk and you, about. You, you were just saying before we you know, got on the recording, um, you know, that you just lost a big chunk of, of cash, you know, yeah. with a decision that you made. Right. And we, you know, we've same boat, we've had many six-figure and multi-six-figure mistakes and for a lot of people that would be the end of them and we just you know for us it was like okay what are we learning what are we doing different and how are we rolling you know yeah and <laughs> like and how i overcame that to a degree is i said okay i can focus on the on this happening right now and okay i've got to 
maybe I'm going to you know, shut it down, bankruptcy, okay, all this kind of stuff. I could talk about that, but here's what I did. Yes, if that is a possibility, it does have to be on the table, but I'm, but I'm going to put it there and then I'm going to set it aside. Okay, if this happens, what, what, what's, what are the steps? Like very analytical, not emotional, but analytical. Okay, cool. Now we know it. Worst case scenario, if that happens, that's what will happen. Go over here. What's the best case scenario? 80% of my time is focused on that over there now. That's where we focus on. It's what we talk about. It's what we're working towards. And if we fall somewhere in the middle, awesome. But that's 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 that's, that's how I've approached those kinds of things. Whereas most people, and I've seen it happen to people, that they have that happen, and they just they live it. They just they just they handle it every day. They talk about it. Boom, boom, boom. And then all of a sudden, guess what? They just they're consumed by it. Yeah. And so that to me was the biggest thing: is not be consumed by those things. And it's and you definitely can't afford to focus on. What are all of the downsides of it? You need to be aware so you're intelligent. But like we said, when we have our prosperity and profit meetings, we're looking at the facts. So we're looking at here's here's what's coming in. Here's what's going out. Here's some things that we owe or have to pay attention to. But then it's great. Now, how do we how are we turning this into the, you know, the launch pad for the day? And what are we going? And we because we, we know bottom line is we have the opportunities to direct and and directly affect everything that's on the balance sheet, everything that's in the P&L. Yep. Right. And so in our business, we map our business accordingly. And, um, and that's, that's the common thread with everybody that I see who's winning everybody, all of our clients, all of our colleagues, our peers, our partners, everybody who's playing a big game and rolling. It doesn't mean everything works perfectly. And I don't want to hear you saying, listening, well, sure. You guys can afford a six figure mistake because you're making millions. I promise you, it's never a good thing to have a six figure mistake. (laughs) No, no, right. I, I, I mean, I have seven figure mistakes. So it's like, yes. you know, and some of them you don't, you, you might not recover from all of them. And that's fine. That's, that's the one thing too. I, ha- I have to be okay. With, guess what? If this business doesn't work out and it just doesn't, I'm actually okay with that. I, I don't want that to happen, but I have to actually be like, okay. It's, it's a hard one right there for people to understand. It's like, I'm not saying I, I, I I'm like happy about it. But I'm okay with it because guess what? I, I I know that I gave you know what all your all the kind of stuff. But that's a very different mindset. It's why people like Trump and all the people have had declared bankruptcy. And guess what? They're still moving. They're still going. They don't let that define them. They try not to at least. But that's one of the biggest differences I see. Is I see so many people to I tried and I failed and I quit. Right. And what? Well, now I got a job that I hate and I'm in debt. Oh, okay. Well, that's... I'm curious, Brian, for you, do you have a, or do you have a title in your company or are you just Brian? Just Brian. Yeah. CEO. Yeah. yeah. Owner. Yeah. It's the same. Uh, Cause a, a lot of this discussion that you're just, you know, we're just talking about right now, a lot of this is about like labels and boxes. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I, I am, we're very prosperous and we're very blessed. The mil- the business model we're in is irrelevant because no matter what we're doing, we would just jump to the next vehicle, the next opportunity to continue to create and take all the all the lessons that we've learned from the previous successes and failures and mistakes and everything else. And you know, too many times we we people see that and they go, "Oh no, he's he's declared bankruptcy, so he's a failure," or he's this and he's. It's like it doesn't matter. It's like the moment you start putting labels on everything, now you start trying to force yourself into being or looking and feeling a certain way instead of just continuing to pursue the right opportunities right yeah. i mean and it is that simple it can be so simple for success and i know that i have i've had tremendous success 
uh, in, in areas of my life. And then I've also had seasons of just total stress and failure because I was trying to make it so much more complicated than it needed to be. Yep. And opportunity making is not complicated. Yeah. Yep. And that's kind of my thing right now is I'm looking for my, my thing is being open to opportunities right now, just for whatever. Just be open. Doesn't matter. So what do you have going on in your world right now that, you know, the people, the listeners can, can get involved with, you know, is there something that people can come and explore your world and, you know, why, why, what do you have for them to navigate, help them navigate these waters that we're in? Yeah. One of the things I would say is um, like, so we, we do a, we have a consulting package for people that are looking to get unstuck from their business. So I, I, I have found a lot of people are stuck in their businesses they're stuck in this, this job that they have their identity stuck into. And that is one that is just, it's, it's kind of scary because what happens is the people who are stuck in these things, they have these golden handcuffs on, I call it golden handcuffs. And they're maybe even a rich slave to their business. And as an example, one of our members, Joe, he was, uh, he, whenever I talked to him, he'd say, I'm a, I'm a dentist, I'm a dentist, I'm a dentist. And that's what he'd always say. Very successful one. And I remember him, he kept saying that. And he was like, he just, I don't like this job. I'm working so many hours, blah, blah, blah. And I said, do you own the bit practice? Yes. You own the building? Yes. So what are you? I'm a dentist. I said, okay, stop saying that. He's like, why? He goes, do you own a business? Yeah. I said, whenever somebody asks you what you do, you're a business owner first. He's like, really? I said, but you are. You're a business owner. You got to get that into your mind that you are a business owner first. Dentistry is just one of the things that you do, but you're a business owner. And so right now, he's working 20 hours less a week. He has scaled the business. He's growing it. They have three different strategies now in place that are cash flowing to them. (laughs) And it's all been within three months. And he is like, he gets out of bed, like just excited. His business partner is like, just like overjoyed with where they're going now. They have a plan for the next five years in the business, personal and business plans, by the way, and their life has completely transformed just from being going through our three-step process that we go through with people uh, in their businesses. And so he's like, he's just blown away by what's by what he's seen just in his own life. And so that's one of the things we do kind of at the high level. And then we do have a our our mastery system where we actually help people go from kind of through not knowing anything about money and how investing truly works to actually becoming an investor and really flipping the switch in their mind about how money works and how they can actually attract more cash to their lives and really create that, that lifeboat. That's more about learning how to invest like, like the wealthy by learning from them what they do. So that's a, that's a five module program that people just absolutely love. We sold that for 13 years now. That's very cool. Um, And you know, it's, they said when you get into people's world, you start understanding what they believe, what they stand for, and then you want more of what they've got, right? Yeah. So um, I want to encourage you guys. Uh, the links and and uh, resources are in the show notes. Um, connect with Brian. Just get into his world. Start following him. See what he what he's got going on. If you're feeling resonant with any of this here, talk to him. Just find out how they can serve you. How you know what is it going to mean to you to take more intentional, direct control of your money and the journey that you're on, and getting it connected to your why and really focusing on being intentional about the actions that you're taking so that you're not just treading water and surviving, but that you are moving intentionally, creating a path for you and other people to follow. Because that's what people need. Everybody's looking for that bright light right now because they don't know where else to go. Yeah. And and I agree with that hundred percent. And, you know, if, if anybody's having challenges on like what to do, if they're living in fear right now, one of the best things I can do is, is, 
in my opinion, is find that purpose, that thing that that drives you. But one thing to keep in mind when it comes to purpose, purpose is when you're leading. You're leading people. That truly is where it's at. Purpose is not to go sit on the beach with a laptop. That's not, that's not a true purpose. Purpose is when you're leading. You're leading people. And when you can do that effortlessly with passion, man, doors open, opportunities open. It's amazing. Amen. Amen. And, you know, Brian's just, he's got a great thing going on in his world. He's helping so many people and then both in the, in the business development space, as well as in the financial awareness and education and literacy space. And all that does is open doors for people to create more opportunities for themselves and for others and to create legacies that start today and live beyond you. And uh, I just, I can't say enough. He's just, uh, he's a good man. Got a lot going on. I really encourage you guys to get to know him. And, um, and uh, you know, you'll see more of why, uh, why I, I see and believe in him as well. So um, just be part of the journey. Become that opportunity maker that you know you are on the inside, that you've been called to be, that you are compelled and you feel you feel driven to be able to solve for people and serve those people. And first starts, the first step is taking care of yourself and getting crystal clear on that purpose and vision. Why are you here? How much more aware, how much more powerful does your calling need to be today than it has been in years past? Lean into it, take advantage and make a difference. All right. We appreciate you for being here. We know you could be anywhere else and you chose to be here. So thank you as always for trusting us to be part of your success team. Connect with us, rate, review, and subscribe. Let us know what you're thinking. And we'll see you on the next Opportunity Maker episode. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of Opportunity Makers. If you've heard something that connected with you, please share this episode with a friend or colleague. And don't forget to go to Apple to leave a review. Head on over to GainTheEdgeNow.com to connect with Jim and his team. And remember, there's no such thing as limits or obstacles, only opportunities.